Good morrow to you all. You have fallen on bad times. Brought to you by the Royal Holloway Shakespeare Society. You join me, Theo Dudridge. And me, Subhan Hay, as we bear some bardy truths. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bad Times. This week I am joined by the incredible and amazing Aaron Barrow. Say hi, Aaron. Hello. How are you doing, mate? How are you I'm doing? very well. You have no idea how hard it was to not just reply, hi, Aaron, after you asked me to say <laughs> hi, Aaron. I mean, it's um, your episode. You can do what you want. Just... <laughs> don't tell me that. Yeah, don't tell me that. <laughs> so, um, Aaron Barrow, uh, you are the player's rep in your second year. Awesome. Uh, you're involved in various student workshop shows, including uh, Zero Hundred Hours. Was that yes. a, thing, a thing you did? You did Zero Hundred Hours? Yes, it was very good. Um, say the others for me because they're all on facebook and i'm on my notes app currently i'll get them <laughs> we'll get them this is this is how we do it about these are some that i could remember um Good. Good yeah there's 200 hours um i shadow directed the picture of dorian gray in my first year um nice. i was an ensemble member in um core red-handed an improvised heist which was Good the um, improvised show a little while ago which was yeah. great um, I did a project for London Student Drama Festival um, Ooh, nice. with Dom Reed, which is really fun. Um, yeah. I did a piece called Eternal Youth for Student Workshop oh, a few nice. years ago, yeah. which was great. Um, I was in, um, I was one of the lead roles in a play called Boys, which is one of the master's um, director students' um, plays in 2019. Yeah, that's the one. Um, good, stuff, good stuff. I did that, and then I assistant directed um, Boy Check, and I did a bunch of unseen pieces, some of which I can remember, some of which have sort of escaped my brain. Um, but I also, yeah, it was also the most recent thing I've done. The most recent um, couple of things would be for all the love you lost in Edinburgh at the Fringe, yes. and then um, State of It by Sam Pound at the Omnibus Theatre, which was really fun. Hell yeah. And that is one of the things we will uh, get on to discussing oh, yeah. uh, in this episode. You were also Pylades in Aphigenia. I was, yes. Oh, yes. God. <laughs> God. I was trying to be like, no, nope, you weren't. James. That was <laughs> James as well. Like, if he's watching this, you know, feel like, I oh, yes. only apologize. <laughs> I mean, also, the most recent Masters pieces, um, Seminar and The Inheritance, I also did. Nice. Um, there's so many things I can't remember because in my first few years I just did so much and just completely threw my degree to the wind. So I can't really like remember that a lot okay. of the things I've been in. But <laughs> to anyone that's listening that I may have offended, I apologise now. <laughs> that is okay. That is okay. I think we'll round off this nice selection. Uh, thank you for helping me out, by the way, with it's remembering all, right. all of these. That's fine. Um, with the fact that you are now uh, the current uh, social secretary for yeah. players, you're back on players committee, right. and it feels uh, great to see you in mm. in the role again. Um, it's really great. It's really fun. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so as you've just said uh you've done a lot of stuff throughout your time at holloway um you're currently studying drama and german so my first question for you is what made you decide to go down this particular career path 
Um, initially, I um, applied to Leeds University to do um, nice. German and Russian. Yeah, no. So initially, I applied to just do languages. Um, but then I, about halfway through my last year, um, I really, I was already, I was already studying drama. Um, yeah. And I think it was a lot of umming and ahhing because I think I was very scared about the stereotypically in like unstable kind of um, job prospects. Yeah. Um, yeah. That people said that like about drama and how like, oh, well, you'll be unemployed a lot and you might not even get in, like you might not even do it. Um, so I was very put off by that. So I was like, focus on languages a lot more um but then i all the way through year 12 and year 13 i just thought you know what i absolutely love this like i adore doing this it's what i want to do if i can for a job so i ended up um, applying for drama and german oh nice partly because um i just really really like german and it's helped me a lot, actually, in with drama um, and with understanding a lot of theatre, especially Brechtian theatre, because it's written in yeah. German, which always helps. Um, but yeah, no, it's helped me a lot in that respect. And I think, um, I don't think I will go anywhere with the German after uni, or at least I don't see myself doing that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's not something that I regret doing. It's something that I think is really, really, really useful. And it's been very, very fun, um, if not stressful at some time. Understandable. Yeah. Um, I sort of see the same sort of way with drama and classics, because I want to focus more on the drama side of my degree. Mm -hmm. But even from first year, I found myself being drawn to that side of my degree a lot more than classics. Yeah. But that being said, like... I don't know if you've had any modules that you found sort of crossed over between the two courses. I did um, Idea of Tragedy in my second year, and I'd say that was probably my most favourite drama module because it, you know, a large part of it was focusing on ancient Greek tragedy, which is really fun to explore. I mean, you, I, I've dabbled in and out of um, sort of Greek philosopher work in other drama modules as well, but, like, that's just something that i've found really interesting about doing a joint degree i don't know if that's yeah. been a similar experience for you but yeah no there's been a couple of modules um one i've just done or i'm about to finish doing this monday is um my german film and propaganda um oh, okay. from 1933 till the present um which strongly focuses on like national socialist propaganda and soviet propaganda um in film and media um and that sort of crosses over to like i don't know like theatrical convention yeah, um, yeah. and like the art of using the camera um yeah. and the specifics and all that stuff with filming and how you present stuff on camera yeah um, and that's crossed over in a weird way especially with my like active camera stuff that i've done in the past um but it's been very interesting um and yeah, just really enjoyable. I think it's probably my favourite German module I've done. Um, definitely. Good stuff. Good stuff. As so, as mentioned earlier, uh, you were previously on Players Committee as the Players Rep in your oh, second gosh. year, and you're now the Social Sec. Mm -hmm. So, from doing both of these roles, or with Social Sec, from doing the roles sort of so far, um, 
has there been anything in particular um what have you learned from both of these roles and has there been anything in particular from your time as players rep which has shaped your view on improv and performance um i think initially for players rep it was very much like oh wow this is going to be really fun i'm really excited to do this yeah i can't wait but i didn't really realize how much work it was going to be until like the first week and i remember i was sat in the library with sam judge and holly gray and it all just hit me at once and i was like (laughs) what do i oh what because at that time there wasn't a committee it was just me so it was like, yeah. oh, so I need to organise the finances and there's also two events this week that I need to organise. And also I've Jeez. got to start doing the sessions and we also need publicity for those things. Yeah. Um, and it was like, what? Just just what? Um, <laughs> but despite it being difficult and an awful lot, it yeah. was probably one of the most rewarding years at uni for me because I learned an awful lot about myself. And an awful okay. lot about well improv. Um, yeah. <laughs> just before I go on to that, um, just with the social sex stuff, I've only yeah. done a term of it, but I'm really just enjoying being back involved with players. Um, nice. I wanted to be involved in some way. Um, I just didn't want to run it again. Because uh, I don't get me wrong, I absolutely loved it, but I think it's someone else should have a chance. Someone else should have a go, and James is doing a damn fine job of it. Um, and it's really great to just be involved again and see some new people get involved with improv um, and also do some fun socials and some fun um, events, which I will plug later. You love um, to see it. You love to see it. <laughs> love to see it. Um, but yeah, no, it's been social sex so far has been great. I'm really excited to do more of it because it's slightly less hands on, um, but it's still really rewarding. very very fun um and finally to answer like your question um in i think from doing both of those both of these things i think what it's taught me about improv um is there are a few different ways you can go about learning how to do it you can either be really committed to it and like absolutely go for it um and spend you can come to every single player session you can really take on the feedback you can give feedback you can compare more you can fully throw yourself into it and you can like just absorb everything and become a really serious improviser and like get through it i think that's in my second year i think that was definitely more what i was as opposed to now yeah um because although I feel like I know more about improv, I don't feel like my improv's <laughs> any better or as good because I feel like, I don't know, I've had like a year and a half off. So yeah. It's, it's like getting it all back again. Um, or you can come in and you can sort of have it as a hobby, which I think is a really lovely thing to have. Yeah. You have people, um, a bit like yourself, you, you come in every now and then and you have yeah. a great time um and then like we don't see you for a few weeks but then when you come back we're like oh amazing like hi um (laughs) and i think i've just it's so versatile and such a valuable thing to have especially because i have as you said i've done a lot at uni especially with acting and stuff 
And I know a lot of directors that have, I've worked with have always commented on the fact that I can improvise and the fact that I have improvised a lot. Um, and they see it as being quite useful, um, especially on stage. I remember there was a bit in Boys when someone didn't come on stage for like a minute and a half <laughs> and they missed their cue completely. Oh, God. Um, so I just improvised a little section by myself on stage for like a minute and a half. <laughs> um, it wasn't anything other than like huffing and puffing and like <laughs> walking around <laughs> angrily. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just stayed in character, went for it, and then I turned around um, and it, someone else came in the scene to try and save it. And I was like, that's the wrong person. <laughs> but I'm just glad that someone else is here. Um, uh. But then I saw the other person be shoved violently on stage <laughs> by someone else, so all, all was good. Love to see it. You love to all see was it. Good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I just, I, I do honestly think that players is such a valuable part of the performing arts community, as I well agree. as just I what I've, just what I've, my experiences with it. Because it has it has turned me into who I am. Because um, it's been such a big part of it. I've been doing it nearly four years now. And it's yeah. just, yeah, it's my proper family and I love it to pieces. And they're just great. I just love it. Before I move on to the next question, I'm going to, in case any of our listeners want to know a bit of, a bit of Holloway lore, Players used to be part of uh, drama society, oh, and then a big apocalyptic event known as um, I'm going to use the term Plexit was wasn't uh, that apocalyptic. It was. It was people quite died. It was more. It was more people diplomatic. Died. It was more diplomatic than his letter. <laughs> Do you remember Order sixty six when oh, players God. were having to hide in the bushes and like regroup under the guise of Luke Skywalker, it was it was a time, but no. The point the point of Brexit and everything kind of aside, it's now its own separate society, which is why it has a president, which is why it has social sec, which is why it's more of a structured, um, like any other performing arts society, why it has a structure, why you're able to like hmm. have more freedom to it. And ever since you guys have split, your membership has grown massively, and you've also not just kept your same core members and brought in new freshers, but a lot of people from across performing arts societies who you wouldn't expect to... Yeah. I say you wouldn't expect who want to do improv, but, like, a lot of NCS, a lot of dance people, yeah, a lot no, of Shakespeare I, people have you, been... You're, you're allowed to say that because it's people that do... that just seem insanely talented and they're up there just, like, yeah. absolutely going for it. And then they turn around and go, actually, I quite fancy coming and like screaming for three hours on a Wednesday <laughs> night. <laughs> it's like, great. Uh, <laughs> We've got some no. incredible members of different societies, part of our own, which is really fun. We've got yeah. some really fun crossovers this year. I'm um, looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. It's great. You know, being a part of players again last year was a year of online stuff. Now mm -hmm. we're bringing back as many in-person things as we can do. It's great to actually be able to physically see people and bounce off of them because Zoom improv was an interesting time. 
dead are the days of Zoom Pro. Dead are the days of Zoom Pro. Let it stay that way. <laughs> it's like it was great for what it was. Yeah. Like it it was making the best of an awful situation. And yeah. it kept it alive. Like we got some members from it and it kept it alive for the year, which is amazing. Yeah. Um let's just hope that we don't have to do it again. <laughs> Oh god, touch wood, touching touch, all the wood. Touch wood. So you've done a lot of performing both at the uni, as you said, and also outside of the uni. With your most recent performing, uh, recent performance in uh, "State of It" by uh, former student workshop alumni Sam Pelt, um, who also directed the piece, and you performed alongside uh, Maddie Carter. Uh, you've also done quite a lot of things with Morosophy and City Lighthouse. Um, last year um all of these things have been organized by former students from this uni uh so my question to you is uh what were each of these experiences like and how did you get involved in them um well i mean in terms of morosophy it was very much um i became quite involved because i auditioned for um their edinburgh fringe tour of for all the love you lost um and then from then, um, Josh sort of messaged me and um, we got talking about other little projects and I got sent over a couple of scripts for a couple of different things um, and did a couple of little projects with them, um, some of which happened, some of which didn't, um, but we'll, yeah. it remains to be seen with what happens in the future. Um, went to the Edinburgh Fringe in August, which was absolutely fantastic. Stuff, if anyone get if anyone gets the opportunity to go, they one hundred percent should. I will warn that it is so exhausting, and it's really hard work. But oh my god, is it fun! And <laughs> it's so rewarding. And for the people that you meet and the things that you see and that you get to do, it's absolutely great. Like just talking with other people from different universities and different theatre groups. Um, about their shows and even individuals that just go up with shows just talking to them about their experiences and what they do is just so fucking great <laughs> it's yeah it's just such a great experience to have and anyone that can do it i think definitely should um and you can get involved with that in loads of different ways i think the main the main way i think i've been involved in so much is just by putting yourself out there because if you yeah. don't do that then there's no one's going to come to you unless they know who you are yeah like the only reason that i know people are that myself that i get asked to do things by people is because i've done a lot and yeah. so people have seen a good snippet of what i can do so that they will ask me what to do and stuff like that so for example um just with um, City Lighthouse, um, I did the scratch night with them. That was really great. It was actually my first thing that I've written that I've performed. Nice. Um, which was terrifying, <laughs> but it was great. And it was such yeah. a friendly and just nurturing environment. And everybody there was just an absolute credit to the talent. And yeah. just the morals that that company upholds. Like, it's an absolutely great group of people. Um, and I love them all to pieces. Um, but, yeah, I think just if if you see something that you've never, ever done before, 
whether it be improv or whether it be like unseen or Matt B. I think unseen and Matt B are a really good way to get involved with things because they're really low stakes. Like, yeah. It's like you just go along, you do it, you have fun. If it goes really well, incredible. But if it's not, if it also, if it you mess up a little bit, it's not the end of the world. And yeah. you've had a go and you've done it. Um, and it's just a way of getting people to like see you. And like if that's what you want, then go for it. Um, but I think the more you want to be involved, the more you have to put yourself out there. Like you have to give to get in that way. I completely agree. Um, yeah, that's that's a really good point. Um, my last question that I've got for you, you've kind of part answered it already with the last point you were sort of making. Uh, what advice would you give to people wanting to get involved uh, with more acting? Yeah, I think um, I think having an understanding of theory is quite important. Yeah. Um, so I would say that if you're not necessarily not necessarily a drama student, you don't have to be. Um, but I would, if you want to start pursuing more serious plays, if you want to like look at more in-depth works, I would at least Google a few of the names like Stanislavski like Chekhov, like um, Meyerhold, like Meisner, like that sort of thing, just so that you can have an understanding about sort of the theory that goes into putting a body on stage. Yeah. Um, even if you don't like, even if it's not like for a serious thing, if you've got like something you want to do and you just want to play this part this certain way because it's funny and you enjoy it, then <laughs> absolutely go for it. Hell yeah. Like, yeah. go for it um and i think also don't be afraid to ask for help i think i've seen a lot of people try and do something and it almost seems like they're trying to prove something yeah um, but never ever be afraid to turn around and throw your hands up and go, listen i don't actually know what i'm doing really yeah can you give me a hand like is it okay if this if you just ask questions to anyone um and the worst that they can say is no yeah and then you're like okay well i'm exactly where i started so it's not like you can't lose anything by just asking questions to people um and i think as well just the way to get involved with more acting is just try as many different societies as possible i think that's one regret slight regret that i have is that i've stayed in a few lanes like i've either done yeah. players or i've done drama software i've done student workshop i've never really expanded from those three um yeah i would have loved to have done a bit of mts i'm just terrified of singing um <laughs> but i think just use because you've only normally you've only got three years at uni i was very lucky to have four yeah but you, you use this because like practically free theater to get involved yeah. in does not come easily outside of a university space like if you want to do this sort of thing um outside of uni you've got to pay for it like you really do yeah like improv classes are quite expensive yeah. um <laughs> as are like acting schools and stuff so just 
just grab it. Like you're only here for a limited amount of time. Just absolutely go for it and just rinse it for everything that you can get out of it while you're here. Um, because you're only here once. Um, yeah. I mean, you might not be. You might do multiple <laughs> things at uni. That could be a complete lie. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think just embracing it, asking questions, and not being not being scared to muck up. I think. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Completely agree. Mm -hmm. I think as like drawing from my experiences of throwing myself into things, something I did a lot of in my first year, because I I always found when going into uni, I knew that I wanted to do drama and musical theatre, because those were the two kind of things that I was comfortable in before Mm -hmm. going to uni. Now, I knew a bit of Shakespeare, but it wasn't something I was majorly interested in. Um, I've done improv stuff before with my like local theatre company and various different improv games, but again, it's never something I really thought I would majorly get into. But it obviously, second year was a bit weird because we were locked down, so there wasn't really much other new stuff you could try really until like the latter half of term. But even actually, now having said that, people were trying to make the most of online theatre or mm-hmm. filmed recording stuff in some way shape or form which from my experience led me to be involved in several types of theatre that mm. I wouldn't have had the experience or um, ability to do having not had the options of putting myself out there for for that um, but yeah just if anyone's like looking to join more stuff next term having had a year of just settling into uni definitely go for it because you never know what can happen well yeah exactly like never for one second did i think coming to university you know what i'm at the end of my university thing i'm going to have done four years of improv (laughs) i never ever i didn't think that and i never considered improv being a choice yeah until i found it and when you know what this is great i love this this is like <laughs> the best thing ever good stuff good yeah. stuff you love to see it you love to see it, love to see it. um so now i'm going to move on to the news section um so as mentioned earlier you wanted to plug uh plug some events for players yeah. um i'm not going to set a timer that would be mean plug your <laughs> events aaron the floor is yours incredible so um coming up um, at the start of second term, so it'll be about the second week of January, um, actually probably third week, um, we are going to be doing a um, full live version of Taskmaster um, players style. Um, so this is basically going to be, we're going to have five competitors. Um, we've filmed all of the tasks now. We just need to edit them all together. Um and we're going to be judging the winner and they will get all the prizes from the prize task. And it's going to be a live task to come along. Um, it's going to be great. Um, we're also this term really, really excited. Um, we're going to be doing our main term show. Um, mm. But you will have to stay tuned because I don't know when this is going to go out. So I'm not going to reveal the title of it. I can tell you the 12th. Is it the 12th? 12th, yeah. Oh, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Google it. If you listen to this, go to the players page. You'll see it on there. 
because I'm, I don't want to get in trouble. Um, That's okay. I, I wasn't going to pressure you to get it out anyway. Because so. we've been keeping this quiet for like five months now because we've known since the summer. Yeah. Um, Damn it. This isn't the right time. Look, I can't stay here for long, but I'm the future co-host for Bad Times next term. And the reason I'm here is to tell you that the player's show is confirmed to be Love Hypothetically, an improvised rom-com. Five months oh no. now, we've known I've got to go. It's pulling. Yeah. But yes, the player's main term show is happening. It's a fully improvised two-act musical. Nice. Um, which is going to be really fun. Auditions will be in um, the probably the first week back. Um, I think they are, yeah. Yeah, they'll be the first week back. Um, audition information will be up really soon and stuff like that. Um, so you don't need to worry about that. Um, we've also got a few events coming up that we've not planned yet, but they're going to happen um, for our birthday because it's players' 15th and also second birthday. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So it's our, yeah. So we're fifteen and also two. Good times. Good which times. Is very cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's going to be really fun. Um, lots of social events for that. Um, yeah, I think that might be it. Just come to the shows every two weeks because they're always on. <laughs> so just come to them. They're happening in the second term too. Hell yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Um, and finally, we're going to talk about... Um, we're going to move on to the review section. So, Aaron, you went yes. to see uh, the musical Come From Away not too long I ago. did. How did I, you find it? Oh, I haven't shut up about it. <laughs> and I'm quite glad you brought it up because I think people are getting sick of me talking about it now. But I don't care. Because it was great. <laughs> well, it's now on um, a podcast episode, so... Yeah, well, exactly. So if they tuned in thinking, oh, finally, something new. <laughs> no, it's come from away again. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. It was genuinely one of the best musicals I've seen performed. It's absolutely brilliant. The writing it alone is fabulous. Um, it's made up of 12 performers and about six members of a band. Nice. Um, and what I found really great was that all the performers are like in their late 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah. Um, there's no one that's really like young on stage, which I found great. Uh, I don't know why. It just seemed like a cast full of veterans absolutely going for it. Um, yeah. Which was brilliant. And all the songs are, are just, just, I can't even, like, they're just beautiful. Like the, someone it's so funny there's some really really funny bits there's some very players-esque energy um which i love yeah um there's a really lovely little romance plot um there's just it's some heartbreaking moments um littered throughout um i know jade was absolutely just but she was sobbing by the end of it um full shoulder crying um, sorry, calling out like that, but there you go. Um, but yeah, no, it was genuinely fantastic. Um, and I would recommend anyone to go and see um, Come From Away. Um, it's about, I'll just, it's it's brief synopsis. It's about, <laughs> um, it's about, there's a little airport um, on an island 
in called Newf- Newf- Newfoundland. Newfoundland, um, yeah. Yeah, off the, co- off the coast of um, Canada. Um, and basically, it's got one of the biggest airports in the world on it, um, or it used to be. Um, and they were about to close it down, but then um, 9-11 happened, and they all, um, they basically used it for that emergency. Um, and overnight, their population went from like 9,000 to like 16,500 people Jeez, or something yeah. like that. Um, it's basically a, this, a story of um, human like kindness. Um, and it's no matter who you are, where you come from, you, you're a person. So we're going to look after you, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and it's really beautiful examples of that kindness and stuff. And it just, yeah, the the entire time I just felt on the verge of tears because it was just so lovely. Um, it was great. And I just go and see it. It's at the Phoenix Theatre at the minute. Go and see it. This is an <laughs> instruction. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to. Um, I I remember a few years back hearing the soundtrack for the first time. And googling the story behind it and it is like it's a really beautiful story and there's a lot of like really nice moments as you said like in that musical and from the soundtrack alone there's there's just some there's some really great songs um uh what was it um uh, me in the sky is one yes. that i really like um it's a song about first ever the female first ever female pilot yeah, yeah. It's wild. And also, even just the opening number, Welcome to the Rock, is yeah. um, great. Yeah. Super funky. Um, <laughs> and it just introduces the whole thing in a really nicely like sealed like, little, there you go, this is the plot. Like it's, yeah. gonna go. And it's great. Oh. I've been up said great loads, <laughs> but we're going with it. You'll have to see it. <laughs> You'll have to see it. Um, I think we're going to end it there. I think that's a really that's nice. That's a really nice way to to take your analogy. That's a really nice way to kind of wrap up this episode. Um, so, Aaron, thank you very much for coming on the thank podcast. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. It's been really, really fun. Go You're see right. Shakespeare's Things. Thank you, Aaron. You'll love to see it. Love to see it. <laughs> thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of Bar Times. I have been your host, Theo Dudridge, and in the words of the Bard himself. You Banbury cheese. Take care, everyone.